Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Time out when there's gaps in coverage. Every team needs a player that they can count on to help out. Aflac Supplemental Insurance can help close the gap between what health insurance covers and what it doesn't. When you're sick or injured, bills can rack up fast. Affleck pays cash that can be put towards medical expenses like co-pays or even non-medical expenses like groceries or rent. Get help with expenses that health insurance does not cover. Visit Affleck.com to learn more. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hour two on this Friday. It's a meat Friday at that, in case you're wondering. Yes, the Traeger grills are fired up. Dylan is uh, handling the graphics there, but he's also part of our gambling podcast. New episode. It's up now at danpatrick.com. Bad Larry, Shea, and Irving. And we did uh, pay tribute to 420 yesterday, although Bad Larry had no idea what 420 meant. And then we had to tell him it's a uh, nationwide celebration of uh, smoking pot. So uh, here's a little clip from the uh, Dan Patrick Takes a Gamble podcast with Bad Larry, Dylan, the graphics guy, and Shea and Irving. I'm not a big pot guy, Dan, but I, will, I remember back in college, my two roommates tried to get me high, and I didn't think I was high. So to prove to them, I took one of my notebooks and went into the shower, <laughs> turned the shower around and sat in the tub and was writing myself a note to prove to them that I wasn't high. <laughs> and, and I had the shower going. The book is all wet. I guess I'm high. That's amazing. That's a good story. Uh, that would be the definition of getting high. So that's bad, Larry. We do get... <laughs> We do get around to gambling, and uh, you can listen to it at danpatrick.com. Stat of the day brought to you by, of course, Shea and Irving. He goes, Danny, got a lot of stories. I go, yeah, just give me one. And then uh, he gives you one, and then you're like, how is this guy still alive? Dylan, the uh, graphics guy here, had uh, a couple of stories as well. But uh, that's available at danpatrick.com. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. And uh, Tyler is whipping up a batch today. Smoked chicken with chimichurra and smoked potato salad. Who has it better than we do? Nobody. 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 Talk some basketball with Tim Legler from the Mothership. We'll talk about what happened last night with the 76ers. Uh, Joel Embiid doesn't get tossed. James Harden does get tossed. The Nets get tossed, too. They're down 3-0 to the 76ers. 
The Warriors, favored by five and a half, blow out the Kings. Suns beat the Clippers without Kawhi Leonard in the lineup. Andrew in Washington joins us on that topic. Hi, Andrew. What's on your mind today? Good morning, Dan. And that's Happy Meat Friday. Never forget the Meat Friday that McLovin picked. So anything's better than that. Um, anyways, you know, Kawhi Leonard has actually missed more games, 167, than played 161 with the Clippers since he's been with the franchise for his time there. I don't know if it's just championship or bust for this, so they don't mind if he misses the games in the playoffs, but I don't think that equation's working right now. Um, I do have a little stat of the day. I don't need any music. I just want to say that if Dylan Brooks only respects players that give him 40, according to his own words, and he can't respect himself. His highest scoring game ever was only 37 points, and that was still in a loss back in December 19th of 2021. So Dylan Brooks, my favorite player to hate. All right. Thank you, Andrew. Okay, I was curious because everybody's thinking that LeBron's going to go for 40 on Dylan Brooks because Dylan Brooks says, I don't respect anybody unless you get 40 on me, and he's too old. So I reached out to uh, DraftKings, and I said, over under LeBron James points for game three against Memphis – that Seton says his legacy is on the line. LeBron has to put up 40 because that's what Jordan would do, and that's what Kobe would do. Okay, let's go around the room. Over, under. Seton, what do you think the over, under is on points, the prop bet points for LeBron? 36 and a half. All right, Marvin? 31 and a half. All right. Paulie? 26. I'm going oppo. Okay. Todd? 34 and a half. 28 and a half. Ooh. 28 and a half. He's not going for 40 because he doesn't need to go for 40. That's 28 at the half. Oh, at the half. Okay. You said, right? <laughs> okay. Here is the prop bet for LeBron to score at least 40 plus 700. How does that work, Paulie? 100? You, you pop a 100 on it, you get 700 back. All right. Seaton? Anybody want to put a hundy on? Oh, you do? I really do. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to put $100 on that. Well, tell Dylan. Yeah. Dylan will put in the bet. You're going to put up a hundy to win 700. LeBron's going for at least and 40. And I'll buy breakfast burritos next week if, if we win. All next week? Uh, okay, sure. Okay. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Okay, sure. Okay. So, by the way, I put that up. How important is LeBron scoring 40 against Dylan Brooks? Not at all or legacy-defining. It's funny how sometimes people don't get the joke on Twitter. Because they're like, if you you're scoring 40 on a mediocre player defines your legacy, you don't have much of a legacy to define. I, wait, like, I'm just joking. How does this How does this audience not understand our sense of humor? because it's Twitter, and it's a miserable oh, hellhole. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's the original name. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, miserable hellhole. So, uh, so Elon Musk came back and said, no, nah, I'm not going to do miserable hellhole right uh 77% did anybody it's not important anybody all. lose a blue check yesterday yeah we all did yeah. oh you did yeah sad <laughs> not really now we don't know who's who or what's what and what people are reporting is that guy really mm. the guy is that really her millions of fake fritzies uh, yeah it's gonna be tough yeah because if you want to impersonate somebody <laughs> fritzy guy yes paul when people are tweeting out old walter payton photos you're not gonna know if it's from me or from some <laughs> bogus account uh, make sure you check out MLB Sunday leadoff Sunday mornings and uh, bringing you all the action. Best teams in the country live stream exclusive games Sunday mornings all season long only on Peacock. So the Suns beat the Clippers. We uh, have a new nickname for Kawhi Leonard. He is rare Jordan. When he plays, he's Jordan-like, but it's rare. Yeah, Paul. How, let's say his career is more of this. Yeah. Kawhi Leonard playing well when he plays. 
he doesn't really do much more than that. How tough is it going to be to quantify his career and put him in basketball history when it's over? I think he's just going to be a Hall of Famer. Like, how many guys do we quantify? But if I said, oh, Kawhi Leonard, he's an all-time great, is that no. – yeah, do you lean away from that? I don't think he's an all-time great. I, I, I mean, he in the playoffs, he has been a great player. All-time great? Um, you know, what he did in Toronto, that was great. But, you know, being with San Antonio and you're with an experienced team, you got some other players there, you got a Hall of Fame coach, you know, maybe not, you know, taking the, the lead on those things. But he's a very good player. It To me, it's frustrating as a basketball fan that you want to see this. I want to see him against Durant. I, 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 I That's what, you know, greatness and legacy is measured by those matchups that you have. And that's what I miss. But, you know, been an MVP twice in the finals. Uh, if you'd run down the list, there are probably not a lot of players on that list who have been a finals MVP twice. Paulie? I think there's nine, nine or ten. Kareem, Bird, Elijah, Kobe, Durant, Kawhi. Then you get up there to three and four and six. Magic Johnson, Shaq, Tim Duncan, LeBron James, four, Michael Jordan, six. Okay. Yeah. But is he a top 20 player of all time? But I don't know how many players that we look at who would be, you would associate with Kawhi and go, you know, he's, he's sort of in that category. Is he, he's not Durant. Well, whose career would you rather have, his or Dirk Nowitzki's? Dirk has one NBA Finals MVP. Regular season MVP. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um... I'd rather be known as somebody who played. You know, he stayed with one team. I'd, 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 rather, I'd rather have Dirk's career. Even though Kawhi's got more titles, you know, he's decorated differently. But I, I don't know if we include him in the mix with Steph and KD. And I mean, Giannis is going to be thought of as greater than him. Uh but, you know, I go back to, I know we joke about this, but it is frustrating because you want the great players to play. And I'm, I'm assuming that he can't play. You know? But it, it just felt like that's his legacy. He's been unbelievable so far. Like, God, if you watch Kawhi against the Suns, yeah, Kawhi's not going to play in game three. What? And then Devin Booker went off for 45. Celtics and the Hawks tonight, Cavs and the Knicks. Nuggets and the uh, Timberwolves. Max Scherzer, swearing on his kids, drops his appeal. <laughs> That's a nice line by you. Yeah, thank you. But, okay, if you're going to swear on your kids and you're going to argue, you can't drop your appeal. Why, why would you drop your appeal? If you didn't think you did anything wrong, state your case. You've already said... I swear on my kids. Okay. For like a day or two. Yeah. I had, a, I had more of a problem with swearing on your kids than I did that he might have uh, doctored the ball. Yes, Paul. Yeah, Max Scherzer got a 10-game suspension following the ejection. Scherzer uh, uh, initially appealed the penalty and was going to be allowed to play until the appeal was decided, which could have taken a number of days. Yeah. He quickly reversed course and uh, dropped his appeal. Okay. Did any other pitcher in that game where the temperature was 68 degrees, did any other pitcher 
get investigated or uh, questioned about having too much rosin on the baseball or the glove. Because everybody had the same conditions. It was 68 degrees, and it's the same rosin bag. Everybody's sweating, I guess. And the umpires were saying there was something different about his glove. And they gave him a couple opportunities to clean up the aisle. And he didn't. But wouldn't you think if I'm using rosin, or was he using too much rosin? Or was he using something else mixed in with the rosin and the sweat? And therefore, that's what the umpires... The umpires know what they're looking for. They can look at the discoloration that's in the glove, uh, you know, what it feels like. And then you're going to escort him to the bathroom and he washes everything off. And then you're thinking, all right. And then all of a sudden it appears again. And then they're saying, you know, our fingers were sticking together. If you've ever used rosin and put that in with suntan lotion or with sweat, then you'll get a little bit of a tackiness. I mean, that's what you're using it for. But it's supposed to be to dry your hands off. When, when it is sweaty, then you use the rosin. Now your hands are drier. Pitchers don't want that. They do want some tackiness there. Yes, Paul. The umpires in the pool report said not only did he, it wasn't the amount of rosin, they did say it, was, it felt like a different substance. Yeah. And they said, we will not speculate on what it was, but it didn't feel like anything we had dealt with before this season. And every, like you said, every team gets the same rosin bag distributed by MLB. Uh, Max Scherzer said he is not appealing his suspension because the appeal would have been through an MLB arbitrator and not a neutral, neutral arbitrator. Do you have uh, Max Scherzer there, Marv? Uh, I got suspended today, 10 games. Uh, looked at the, I went through the appeal process, uh, looked at what the appeal process was going to look like. Uh, I thought I was going to get in front of a neutral arbitrator, but I wasn't. Uh, I was going to be through MLB. So given that uh, process, uh, I really yeah, it wasn't going to come out on top, uh, given that. Uh, the best thing for the Mets, uh, I'm what the Mets wanted me to do, and that was uh, to accept the expen- uh, suspension uh, and, and come to a settlement with that. I came in a settlement with MLB on what the fine should be and and move forward in that. Um, so that's the best thing for the Mets at this point in time. Starts tonight. You got to you got to fight it, and and he's been in the league for how many years? And you're just realizing that it's not a neutral arbitrator. I. How is this surprising to him? Isn't he part of the MLB Players Association? When he one of their reps? Yeah. yeah. And now yeah. you're going, wait, it's not a neutral guy? Come on. You're going to swear on your kids? I, I thought Buck Showalter, the Mets manager, his reaction was really telling. Because it seemed very muted. It was like, wait, is Buck going to erupt? Is he going to get mad? And he didn't. So Max Scherzer is not going to fight this, and he's going to be suspended 10, 10 games. I think you have to do it with your reaction. The immediate reaction you had, then you got to go, uh, I know I might be guilty here. And, and who cares if it's Major League Baseball? If you can prove it and say, look, this is what I used, this is the substance, and this is the reaction that I got. Okay? This is what I do. Unless you realize, maybe I had something on my glove, glove hand. Yes, Eden. You know, you, you could make the argument, too, that the best way to fight a system that you're unhappy with is to go through it and be like, I got jobbed, like the system. There's no way to fight this. That's If you're going to go through the appeals process and it feels he's basically saying it's rigged against the yeah, players, yeah. 
then maybe you should go through it and and draw more attention to it. Yeah, right. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's uh, I think it's a good uh, it's sound advice right there. But I swear on my kids, I didn't do it. It's just not worth going through the process. Ish, ish, where ish, ish, ish. <laughs> I right, uh, poll question for hour two is going to be before we take a break here. So far, hour one is just a people don't get it. People don't get it at all. <laughs> Anyway, we could go hour two. If you could only suspend one player, Draymond Green, Joel Embiid, that could be fun. Oh, I, I can't suspend James Harden either. I can't have him no. or not throw him out of the game. The best part of James Harden was he was like, I didn't even think the foul was on me. <laughs> that was, that's so okay. funny. I, didn't even, I thought the foul was on him. <laughs> Who deserved to be tossed more, Draymond or Joel Embiid? Can you do that? Sure. All right. We can do whatever we want. It's your show. All right, we'll talk to uh, Tim Legler about that. Get his thoughts on, should LeBron go for 40 just to stick it to Dylan Brooks? I think the less you acknowledge him, the more it bothers Dylan Brooks. I would put up, you know, I'm going to put up 17 and 18 assists, 12 rebounds. I'm going to do everything. I'm going to showcase what I'm all about my entire career. Yes, he you're letting you're gonna let this dude be like, I wish I could have played him when he was still good because that would have been more of a challenge. You're gonna let him say those things about you? Yeah. What? Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. You know you're not. Yes, I am. You <laughs> You? Oh no, no, yeah. I wouldn't. No, yeah. no, no, you're, no. You're gonna drop forty on <laughs> no, someone in the no. field house today. I, I would want to put up forty whether we won or not. But I would just be like, hey. Yeah. And then you walk off the floor. Uh you lost by twenty. I don't care. Put up forty two on you. Right, this dude's like, he can't beat me one-on-one. -on -one. That's all I'm saying. It's like, he just can't beat me because he's too old now. But maybe when he was younger, that would have been more fun because it would have been more of a challenge. But Dylan he's Brooks gonna... is baiting him. He wants him to take the bait. You can't do that. You, you can't. You can't. Let me take a break. Okay. What, Todd? you got to continue ignoring this guy. He's trying to be the leader in obnoxious pests all time in the NBA against the guy that's being argued as the greatest player in the history of basketball. You know, get over yourself a little bit. Back to you in the studio. I've been ignoring you for 20 you years. You really so. have. You've been doing a great job of it. Let me take a break. Back after this on the Dan Patrick Show. If you own a small business, listen up. GetRefunds.com. They are going to help you. Or at least you got a fighting chance here to get some money back. You might be eligible for a payroll tax refund of up to $26,000 per employee. And this is the employees that you kept on payroll during COVID-19. If you have less than eight minutes, they got it down to a science. Go to GetRefunds.com. See if your business qualifies for what is known as the Employee Retention Credit, or ERC. GetRefunds.com has already helped clients claim over $3 billion in payroll tax refunds through the ERC, and they might be able to help you as well. And you have nothing to lose because there's no upfront charge. They do all the work. They don't get paid until your business gets its refund. Once again, it's a refund. Many businesses believe they won't qualify based off incomplete or outdated information. Don't let the opportunity pass you by because this payroll tax refund is only available for a limited amount of time. Get started. Take you less than eight minutes. GetRefunds.com. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. 
Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to get to Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. They play, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? see the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Basketball fans know that things can be a little crazy this time of the year. Anything can happen. Last-minute buzzer beaters. Gaps in health coverage. But... When the last one happens, you need Affleck to help you bounce back from the expenses health insurance doesn't cover. You may have seen the Affleck duck working with some pretty famous coaches, but did you know Affleck is a leader in supplemental insurance? Look, health insurance wasn't designed to cover everything, so when an illness or injury happens, you can be hit with medical bills that some people don't have the cash on hand to pay. That's where Affleck comes in to help. When you're sick or injured, bills can rack up fast. Affleck pays cash that can be put towards medical expenses like co-pays or even non-medical expenses like groceries or rent. It's never a good idea to try to play through an injury or illness, and that's why you got to level up your defense. When there's gaps in health coverage, Affleck has the assist for you. Get help with expenses health insurance doesn't cover. Visit Affleck.com to learn more. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. What, what's the music theme today? What are we doing, Marvin? Just whatever Marv wants to do. So good. Or Fritzy loves it. Not where I want to be. Yeah, but that, that is not a good litmus test. That's not a good <laughs> sign if you go, man, Fritzy loved the music today. Maneater. Play Maneater. Intelligence <laughs> runs in the family. Innovation runs in the family. Extraordinary runs in the family. The Mercedes-Benz range of SUVs. Every member waiting to impress. Learn more at MBUSA.com. The new poll question is, who was more deserving of an ejection, Draymond Green or Joel Embiid? See? Yep, you got it. All right. Nailed it. Uh, let's go around the room, then we'll bring in uh, Tim Legler from the Mothership. Who deserved to be uh, ejected from the game? Now, Embiid wasn't. He just got a technical. <laughs> Harden was ejected. Uh, Fritzy? I would have sent Embiid to the showers. Okay. Seton? Draymond. All right. Marv? Draymond. Paulie? Embiid. I'm going to go Draymond. Let's bring in Tim Legler, ESPN NBA analyst, one of the great shooters in the history of the NBA. All right, Legs, 
who was more deserving of being thrown from their game? Draymond was. Embiid just got a technical. You're saying I only get one choice? Yeah. Is that what we're doing here? Okay. If I have one choice, I'm going to go Draymond. But I think they both should have been ejected. Now, look, I want to be, I want to be clear about something. If it was solely up to me, neither one of those guys is probably getting ejected. Okay, and I, and I got some reasons for that. One is the fans pay enough of a price during the regular season that the number of games that these guys don't play with load management, the number of, you know, how much longer they take to come back from injuries than they used to. Now you're also going to punish fans that want to watch playoff games by kicking guys out for stuff that really didn't hurt anybody. I think Sabonis sold that pretty well. I think Claxton sold it pretty well the way he collapsed to the ground. So it was up to me solely, neither guy's getting ejected. But if you're going to throw out Draymond Green for retaliating when he was provoked, you've got to eject Joel Embiid for the same exact reason. He was provoked. He intentionally tried to kick him in the groin. It just so happens he missed the target. To me, intent should go behind it. If that's the, the, the basis for the ejection, Dan, they both should have been ejected. Explain to me how James Harden is thrown out. I can't because that's one of the strangest ejections I've ever seen. Um, in the 10 years I've played, 20-plus at ESPN, I don't know that I've seen a worse ejection. James Harden, I mean, and any referee should know this looking at the review. If you're a basketball player, you've got the ball and you've got a guy crowding you to the extent that he was being crowded. All airspace is taken away. There's already contact before James Harden has even initiated his move. Right, The ball's going to be in his right hand. Well, your left hand, just the momentum of your left hand is going to go forward and it's going to go out to fend off the defender. You then have to make the determination in looking at it. If you're Tony Brothers and you look at that film, you have to say, did he intentionally punch him in the groin? And that's the determination they made. And I just don't know how you conclude that when, to me, it was so innocuous, the motion with his left hand was so short and abbreviated and he was just trying to get some momentum and fend him off to take that first dribble. It's an obvious basketball play. So I was shocked by it. But look, if you go look at the tape, at most you say, okay, offensive foul. And then if you really want to get extreme, let's give him a flagrant one because of the area of the body that he struck. There's no way you can toss a player from a game, particularly a superstar from a game over something that, to me, was completely unintentional. I would have given, at worst, Harden uh, a foul, offensive foul. I would have called Royce O'Neal for flopping. Man, listen, this is a whole other subject. Dan, do you remember a number of years ago they, they, they addressed this because it had gotten out of control? This and was the J.J. Barea right. rule. And, and they had it at a point where it was in the rule book that if you flopped a certain number of times, you build up a, sort of like a point system like we have at Flagrants, you could be suspended for a game. Obviously, that just went away because I've never seen um, an era in this league in which every trip, virtually every trip, someone is on the ground trying to trick an official. So I, I, would, I do want to give the officials a little bit of leeway here and saying I, I can't imagine how hard their job is because you can't see it all, right? Some of it you catch out of your peripheral. And when you see a guy snap his head back and shoulders go back and fly on the ground, and these are big, strong, professional athletes, you know, your inclination as an official is like, I better call something. Something must have happened. It's so frequent now that 
it's, it's become a total sideshow to the actual action. It's an art form. These guys should all have strict screen actors guild cards. They're, 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 they're perfecting trying to trick officials into getting a call. What happened to the old days where I'm just going to guard you? I'm going to stay on my feet. I'm going to guard you the best I can. I'm going to contest the shot at the end. And if you score on me, I'm going to do the same thing the next time. Like that mentality is gone. It's let me see if I can get something here. Let me see if I can somehow, you know, force an offensive foul, force the official to go looking at a review. Um, it's amazing to me the way that these guys flail about the court uh, with very little contact to precipitate it. Tim Legler wants you to get off his lawn, ESPN NBA analyst. Uh, <laughs> Kawhi didn't play. I, I've been fascinated this past week, maybe 10 days, uh, with Kawhi Leonard and how history is going to remember him. And, and we're calling him Rare Jordan because when he plays, he's Jordan-like, but it, it's rare when he plays, and it's a, it's a treat when he does, but then he doesn't play last night. When it's all said and done, are we lumping him in? Is he with Kevin Durant? Is he with Steph Curry? Is he, you know, the new wave that's, you know, going into the top 15 or 20 players of all time? Yeah, there's two ways of, of looking at the, to answer that question. I'm going to say no. The short answer is no, he won't be. And it's because of what you just mentioned. I thought the same thing. When I saw him in the first game go against Kevin Durant, and miraculously, I think it's the first time they played against each other since he got to the Clippers four years ago. Um, when I saw him go up against Kevin Durant, I was so much anticipating that matchup. And look at him play so spectacularly in that game. I thought the same thing. Man, what have we been robbed of by not watching that more often, yeah. you know, over the last, you know, five years? Um, but as a result of that, I don't think he will be lumped in there. Because I think when you look at players, Dan, historically, there's, there's two ways to look at it when you want to rank them. Rank them according to their talent, and then you have to also rank them according to their career. And for me, that means being out there being available, playing a lot of games, you're missing the number of postseasons that he has missed. Um, so the talent is undeniable. I think Kawhi Leonard belongs in that category with those guys. But when you start talking about waxing poetic about their careers, he's not going to be put into that same category as the guys you just mentioned. The over-under for LeBron points against the Grizzlies, game three, is 28.5. Now, we've been debating – if he should respond to Dylan Brooks, Brooks saying he's too old, I don't respect you unless you put 40 uh, on me. What do you think LeBron should do in game three against the Grizzlies and Dylan Brooks? You know, the great thing about LeBron James is he can go for 35 or 40 and have nothing to do with Dylan Brooks. It just happens organically by what the game requires and his greatness. So I think he's going to dominate the game. That doesn't necessarily mean you go for a huge scoring number. He's going to do what it takes to control the game, facilitate, make guys better, take advantage of scoring opportunities. But what, what would Kobe do? Let's say oh, – Col- <laughs> Yeah, Co- Kobe, Kobe, different mentality. See, so Kobe, Kobe didn't have the responsibility on his plate to make sure everybody else was cool on his team. Kobe didn't okay. have to think that way. Now, he still did it because, you know, he was a great player. He'd make plays, but he was a raw attacker. That's what Kobe was going to do. That's what Michael Jordan was as a player. LeBron has a different set of responsibilities nightly. And he's also got Anthony Davis. He's looking at, you know, every other night, looking at that barometer. Like, where's his energy level tonight? Maybe I have to do a little extra as a scorer. 
If Anthony Davis is rolling early, I don't have to do as much as a scorer. So he reads the situation, and he takes advantage of scoring opportunities when they're there. It just so happens he's so great. That could mean a 35, 40-point game that has nothing to do with Dylan Brooks you know, getting his thermometer up. Yeah, I said, no, you're LeBron. You have nothing to prove, and, and don't even acknowledge Dylan Brooks. That's what he wants. You're going to drive him yeah. crazy by not acknowledging him. And Dylan Brooks truth, is a, a truth. he's a Draymond wannabe. You know, he, 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 you know, he's part of the headlines. He's getting attention. He wants all those things. Last thing you want to do is acknowledging him. Yeah, I, I think even a, a better comparison for me, I said a couple of days ago, he's more like the modern-day version of Lance Stevenson. Yeah. Right? Blowing in LeBron's ear and, like, all the stuff that, that he was doing. The difference is that Dylan Brooks is, is, is a more physical and more capable and better defender. So, like, LeBron has to – he has to come ready to play against a guy like Dylan Brooks defensively. Lance Stevenson, it was more literally like just a sideshow clown act trying to get him to react <laughs> at all. So I could say I won. Like, kind of like Dylan Brooks did the other night, clapping when LeBron finally acknowledged him by staring at him. You know, <laughs> Dylan Brooks clapping in his face. It's, it's, it's literally like, you know, a child trying to desperately get that attention that they seek. And that's what Dylan Brooks is pretty good at. And so I agree – he shouldn't acknowledge him. Don't stare him down. Don't talk to him early in the game. Just go be yourself and uh, make sure that when the game's over, we're saying that LeBron James is the best player on the floor. Golden State blowing out Sacramento. I don't think anybody was really surprised there. But I'm wondering about this. When you play with a teammate that you're constantly answering for, like at what point does Golden State and Steph and Clay, Steve Kerr, like, oh, we got to answer for Draymond again. Draymond's not the player he once was, but they're still answering for him. How, I mean, is, is there conversation inside that locker room that does anybody say to Draymond, hey, come on, you know, you can't be this, you can't do this. Does Steve Kerr take a role in any of this stuff? I don't think those conversations really are had. Maybe with Bob Meyer, maybe the front office. But I really think that he, they believe he's such a volatile person that they kind of don't want to acknowledge it directly to him. And they say all the right things publicly about having his back and supporting him. And we wouldn't have won these championships without him, so we're going to be there and have his back. I'm sorry, you can't tell me at some level when Steph Curry goes home and he's sitting down for dinner with his family or Clay Thompson or Steve Kerr goes home that they're not like, oh, my God, like, I can't believe, like, I'm dealing with this again. Like, the stuff that he finds himself in the midst of, and whether you want to say that's his fault or not is what Sabonis did to him. You know, he didn't have that emotional break that you need in certain moments, man. Put the brakes on. And what he should have done, and we just talked about this, the flailing, the flopping, the guys acting, how about if you're Draymond when he's got a hold of your leg, just go down. Yeah. And, and even if you like, you want to you want to cause some damage to Sabonis while also getting a foul on Sabonis, fall on him. That's the best way to get back at him because then they're going to say, "Well, wait a second, maybe maybe this is a flagrant foul against Sabonis for grabbing his leg and, and twisting him to the ground." Le Draymond didn't have the wherewithal to think about that in the moment. Instead, it's I'm going to get back at this guy, yank my foot free. And it's absolutely avoidable what he did with it next. He could have stepped to the side. He did not have to stomp on his chest. So to answer your question, I think to his face, no. And they say all the right things publicly. When they're privately 
with their own thoughts or their own conversations, it has to be unbelievably frustrating. Well, he punched his own teammate in practice, Legs. So he can't even control himself in an environment where he, it's team-friendly. I mean, he's not going to be able to go, oh, you know what, let me act this way. He's bought into a WWE role. And it can be entertaining, but, man, it can be exhausting. And he is, you know, it's, it's a shame because it really does detract from from what he is as a player, which is a guy that really helps you win. I mean, he is, to me, as great as he is defensively, I think he's more important to them offensively because he is the guy that makes every read. He makes all the anticipatory passes. He reads all of that, that, that action with the screening on the wings and the back cuts, the dribble handoffs. It's all reads on his part. You have to have an incredibly high IQ to do that. Their offense flows when he's on the floor. Defensively, yeah, he, he's obviously very important. I think offense is even more important. And instead, we find ourselves so often talking about these things and, yeah. and, and negatively affecting his team when he's had so much of an impact on winning his entire career. It's uh, this time of the year that we bring up that you only played in three playoff games, and that was against peak Michael Jordan, 1997. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, and unfortunately, like I, you know, I, I, I have a reminder all the time that my whole career was the 90s, and he won six rings. He didn't really – and if he didn't want to go hit curveballs for a couple of years, <laughs> he probably has eight rings, I'm guessing, which basically takes up the entire decade of my career. <laughs> but do you think if Jordan was still with the Bulls, didn't go play baseball for whatever reason, does, do, they, do they win eight in a row? I think they do. And, you know, here's the thing you can't answer is, you know, when he left, he was clearly fried mentally. So the you know, question is, well, okay, he doesn't play baseball, but he just continues to play in that state of mind, you know, uh, maybe not. But that team was certainly good enough. And I have a feeling once, you know, that warm weather started to hit around April 15th, no matter what his regular season was like or what he felt like mentally, the competitiveness comes out again. And I think that team probably does win eight straight. Instead, you know, Hakeem, uh, should have eternal thanks that he decided to go do that uh, for a couple of years so they could get a couple in Houston. Great to talk to you again, Legs. Thanks for making time for us. You got it, Dan. Anytime. Jim Legler, ESPN NBA analyst, and uh, won the three-point shooting contest, played in three players. He's the Mike Trout mm. of, oh. <laughs> of ESPN analysts. Wow. What is, what's the, no. <laughs> what are you – what? <laughs> three playoff games. Why is this <laughs> – I don't think somebody's going to Mike Trout. You're the Tim Legler of uh, Major League playoffs. Three games. All right, let me take a break. I don't know why. It, it's Friday. I, it felt mean-spirited right there. I apologize. We'll clean that up in the uh, rear. Uh, when we come back, good idea, bad idea. And your phone calls as well. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. This is Steve Covino and Rich Davis. And together we are Covino and Rich. Covino and Rich. Thanks, buddy. Uh, That's right. Covino and Rich, Fox Sports Radio's newest hit show. Heard weekdays from 5 to 7 Eastern, 2 to 4 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. 
every Covino and Rich show is available as a podcast. Just search Covino and Rich wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe. I'm such a rockin' dude. The show features our unique take on sports, injected with some fun, humor, and relatability. Listen to Covino and Rich five days a week on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covino and Rich, give me a hell yeah! Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Basketball fans know that things can be a little crazy this time of the year. Anything can happen. Last-minute buzzer beaters. Gaps in health coverage. But when the last one happens... You need Affleck to help you bounce back from the expenses health insurance doesn't cover. You may have seen the Affleck duck working with some pretty famous coaches, but did you know Affleck is a leader in supplemental insurance? Look, health insurance wasn't designed to cover everything, so when an illness or injury happens, you can be hit with medical bills that some people don't have the cash on hand to pay. That's where Affleck comes in to help. When you're sick or injured, bills can rack up fast. Affleck pays cash. That can be put towards medical expenses like copays or even non-medical expenses like groceries or rent. It's never a good idea to try to play through an injury or illness, and that's why you got to level up your defense. When there's gaps in health coverage, Affleck has the assist for you. Get help with expenses health insurance doesn't cover. Visit Affleck.com to learn more. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Yes, Marvin. So the Danettes were talking about uh, one hit wonders. Yeah. And we were coming up with an idea about should we do a reality show on like what's it like being a one hit wonder? Like what's a day in the life of a one hit wonder? Hmm. Like how well do you live? Why didn't you tell me this privately instead of sharing it publicly? But now it's out there. People can't steal it or they can. Is this our intellectual property? IP is what we like to call that in the business. Yes, Paul. So we're discussing like people from the 80s, 90s, 2000s who had a one-hit wonder song. But do they consider themselves a one-hit wonder? I think they embrace it because they probably make money off commercials and, and they small tours. 
I, I heard the song the other day, Mambo Number no. Five by Lou Bega. <laughs> right? Yeah. And it, not by choice. It was just on. Okay. That's okay. And my and I saw a commercial with him, and that song was being used about six months ago. So he's still making money, probably 15, 20 years after that song. But did he make a lot of money up front, and did he adjust his lifestyle for mm. when it cooled off? Yeah, Seton. I think when you look at that check that comes in, you're aware of the one hit one that's hit paying you. Yeah. Y- yes, Tom. And side B just says extended version. <laughs> Once you realize there is no second instrumental. Song. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. You know, we can workshop that. I can talk to people. Maybe we could uh, come up with a, a documentary series. You can make a hell of a living off one okay, song. Okay. But who would be the first guest? Who would be the first artist? Yeah, Paul. I'll throw out Sir Mix a lot. Baby Got Back. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know his other songs. That's on me. But uh, I, it seems like he's done well off that. All right. Marvin, you got a uh, suggestion? First artist? First band? Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock. Oh. It Takes Two. Okay. Seton, you got one? Uh, how about uh, Tainted Love, Soft Cell? Oh, Soft Cell. Okay. Nice call. What about you, Todd? One Hit Wonder? Maybe a little Dexy's Midnight Runners? Well. <laughs> God, I hate that song. <laughs> Come on, you know who I'd want to do? Eileen. I want to do uh, Chumba Wumba, Tub Thumping, because they were like, uh, they're like this group of like punk rock, like anarchists, and made one of the catchiest songs of all time. Okay. Uh, I would love to do a Chumba Wumba one hit wonder. Well, I think Aha would be the one that, because that was, the, that was a one hit wonder and, uh, and one of the great videos ever made. Yeah, or how about Jesus Jones? Right here, right now. Yeah. Heard that the other day. Yeah. Still a good song. Yeah, Paul. So the uh, Aha Take On Me, yeah. that song was released two years earlier overseas, and then they made a, a video for MTV and re-released the song. The lead singer of Aha is worth $60 million, according to Aha. Aha. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know how. Uh, all right, we can. I'll get some of my people on that, Marv. We call Thomas Dolby. Science. She, yes. <laughs> she blinded me. <laughs> science. She <laughs> blinded me with science. How do you? Th- how how many times do you think he hears? Is he still alive? How many times do you think he would hear that in the course of a day? Just somebody walking up to him, going, "Science." <laughs> I would do it for the second. He's, he's sixty-four. He's still kicking. So all right. he, he's hearing about it today. Uh, the uh, Nets have dropped nine uh, straight playoff games. Their last playoff win was uh, 2021 against the Milwaukee Bucks. That's uh, Stat of the Day brought to you by the great folks at Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. The Raptors have fired Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse is likely headed to the Rockets, and the Raptors reportedly are eyeing Ime Udoka. Uh, maybe that's where he lands. Because he was going to go to the Nets. Remember that? That was after the Celtics, then the Nets. And then all of a sudden, the reaction that you had from, and who knew the Nets had fans? And uh, all of a sudden, they're like, we can't hire him. What exactly? We still don't know what happened in Boston. Yes, Todd. We should clarify, he may go to the Raptors. That's not he a may, Okay. It's not necessarily going. No, no, if we needed that. But uh, <laughs> right. he may, because his name is Emay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. He may go. He may not. He may not. He may not. Nursing his wounds. Nursing his wounds. See that? Because his name is Nick Nurse. Whenever there's a story, like when Max Scherzer happened and and Paulie sends it around, it's like Max Scherzer uh, got ejected from the game. Everybody comments, and then Todd gives us mock headlines. 
And you guys play along, which I love. I know Paulie does, which I appreciate that. We have a little fun with that. What, what would be a cool mock headline of this latest news story that just broke? And it uh, titillates us for a while. So we move on to the next But thing. you know what? You know what I would do? I would suggest a guest off of this story. <laughs> yeah, and, anybody and then, can do that. And then you do the mock headlines. But you do the fun stuff first, then you worry about the work for the actual show the next day. <laughs> yes, yeah, Seton. There are a few things <laughs> more frustrating than watching the guest text messages try to play out. Ugh. There's 57 text messages, very few answers. I, and then we come in in the morning and it's like, Todd, where's the guests? Like, God, I've been working on this for 16 hours. I Somebody just give that. me an answer. I appreciate that I, take. By I, good. Just grief. I, I just get if, if you want to know why I would uh, leave this job, it, <laughs> that, would, nice. that would be it. Just try to do my it job. Would be, <laughs> so when, nice. I, when I can no longer uh, house and feed my family, it's because of Todd's text messages. I, I don't want to be on the email thread. No or response. The text thread. Vague response. No, no, no. What does that I, mean? So I, we do want him. We don't I, want him. Okay, I don't know what okay, that means. Nobody okay. knows what you mean. Hey, by that. don't give me the insecurity. Picture Todd. of some kind of emoji Todd, that we're not sure what that Todd, means. Todd, Todd. Yeah, I said, of course I want him. Like, I yeah, but it was a picture of a guy scratching his head emojis. I don't. That doesn't mean you definitely want to have that guy on, I don't think. And no one else waited and said, yeah, I guess that's what he means. See, Marvin didn't know all this happened when he was in the back room, and, and then all of a sudden he got added to the thread, and it's like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, yeah, this sounds the song. Do we like this guy? If I, get the, no. if, if I get the letter K or a thumbs up, I'm good. I'm like, all right, I'm going to work. But once I get some of these emoji things or just weird, I don't know what it is. I'm like, oh, I'm not or, sure. Or when, uh, you know, Todd sends out 62 guest possibilities, <laughs> and then I go... Yeah, <laughs> I'll just go thumbs up. Like, yeah. No, or you'll say, does he have anything new? Why would he have that person? I'm like, I don't know. It just sounded like someone that would be I, good to put in the rundown. I don't want to. I don't want to be part. I said to Paulie, you and Todd fix this. But that doesn't work either. That's, no, it does. And that'll never work. And and it's. <laughs> and then I try to get everybody involved with a reply all, and instead you each send me individual notes, so no one knows what the other one's thinking. This one wants that person. This one doesn't. This one's on the fence. This one, nah. <laughs> this one, yes. Let's do it. Yeah, can't I love wait. that. Hey, you that makes what? my job a lot of fun. Can't wait. We got another hour to definitely put up not this. i love it kevin hart's gonna join us great job todd infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 live march 20th from the edge at hudson yards in new york city featuring a performance by john batiste the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 is an suv designed to help every passenger feel just right be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 